Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Trace Finicaro. And... Julia... Uh, Trace Snuffs... Snacks... Snuffs... 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 That is a one, Gunner, and a D, 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 D. All right there, folks. So, uh, Joe Biden is, um, I believe, has put out 72 executive orders uh, overall um, trying to make, uh, well, make our economy more um, competitive to benefit the consumers. Uh, Specifically, one of these uh, deals with uh, right to repair, um, which is a big deal. Um, I would say in our group of friends, uh, I probably wouldn't consider myself one of these, but we have a lot of people that we are friends with and close with. Um, we know a lot of people that would prefer to be able to repair their own devices, uh, not just have, not just throw it away and buy a new one. Because uh, frankly, if they could, you know, the time that they would spend either repairing their own devices or, you know, paying somebody else to repair the device would ultimately probably be be a bit cheaper um, than just throwing out, you know, like a cell phone or an iPad or, or really anything, a car part, um, uh, a farming, a a, a piece of farming equipment. Um, So, yeah, so this executive order um, tucked in to one of these executive orders is this right to repair uh, and it's gonna. It's essentially. It's aiming to make it easier for you know American citizens to repair their own stuff and not just have to throw it out and do exactly what the manufacturer wants them to do. Any thoughts? So I, I think we can't get into right to repair without also talking about uh, Louis Rossman from New York City and. New York City is a dated fact because he is so sick of working out of New York City due to the um, business guidelines of operating out of that city, um, as well as the astronomical rent of operating out of that city, that he's actually going to uh, start a second repair shop, um, which I believe he was, was he targeting Florida, Gunner? He was Miami to me. Yeah, he was actually looking to move there, but they're... uh there's a uh, some additional impetus maybe to uh to to get that done uh, with some sure. and of course new york city um issues aside right because new york city isn't really against right to repair um it's just shop- against, it's just it's just against rights yeah, it's right, really yeah. Right to run business if you're if you're a little guy. And if or, you're a big guy, no problem. You can grease or, the wheels, but or, or or you know, just doing anything. Mm. Re- really New York City New York City is in a long drawn out project to become like clapped out Monaco. Uh you know, it's just it's 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 gonna be a bunch of condos for crazy uh you know oligarchs from across the world that they don't live there it's just a way to hide money from but uh, sorry so sidetrack new york city aside um what what rossman represents um and uh the rossman group which owns his repair shop what they really represent is the um a, a good example because he's got a big youtube presence so a lot of people know him by name um he just rants he just gets on youtube um and he rants so um Look him up if you uh, 
if you want some good entertainment, usually he's petting a cat. Um, and he's got some rubber duck in the background. But what he does is he kind of explains the, the difficulty in being able to repair certain electronics. And he specializes in the apples. Um, so it's iPhones and MacBooks, predominantly MacBooks. Um, <clears throat> the issue with the MacBooks is that often the parts in them that fail only cost a few cents. But when you send them back to Apple, uh, they end up charging you for a full uh, board replacement, which is usually about the, the cost of the device if you were to buy it used. Yeah. So there, it, Apple kind of has this market where they de-incentivize you to repair your product because they want they want you to just trade it in and get another one. Um, which there's some there's definitely some value there for people who always want a new product. There's definitely some value into the trade in, but they've gone as far as to uh, not even allow people to share like the part numbers of a resistor or to explain uh, some of the circuitry when one of the resistors goes bad so you can do some troubleshooting on it. So just the diagnosis is really, um, it's really impossible without these bootlegged um, blueprints of how the electronics are put together. And, it's, and he it's, goes, it's, well, go ahead, sorry. He goes on to lengths about the problems that exist there, but then he, he what he did this year is he just said, you know what, enough's enough. I got mm. enough people to run my repair shop. I'm going to throw a Kickstarter and I'm going to just raise money and try to lobby the governments into changing their mind. And I don't know if if if, if Biden's recent decision was influenced by his Kickstarter. Um, I could tell you that. It got a lot of chatter, but he didn't get a lot of money. <laughs> um, I think the last time I checked it, it was still less than a hundred thousand dollars, and his goal, I think, was his original goal. I think was six million. Here's here's a question of that though: Is it because we have been essentially uh, we have been like fundamentally brainwashed <laughs> by these corporations to think that like? Well, I guess I'll just buy a brand new one, right? Instead of actually, like, we've just gotten so far away from actually, like, looking into repair our stuff and our, like, specifically our electronics. Um, and I wonder if it's just, if, if people are just like, well, it just must be such a hassle when really, you know, it's it's probably good, could be anyway, if we could get this thing off the ground as easy as I bring it to the shop and it's done in a day, kind of yeah. like how it used to be. Yeah, complacency is absolutely a problem. Um, complacency is is a problem not only by the people who are affected by this, but also the people who aren't. So, you know, whenever you need to change something, people need to be aware of it. They need to know that it's a problem. They need to know the extent of that problem. And the the thing is, is that uh, they say a problem that can be solved with money isn't a problem. And in the case of getting a device repaired, if you can just buy another device, well. It's it, it's not really inconveniencing you that much. What happens is is when somebody like like Grossman explains that it's a ten cent fix plus labor, but he still doesn't really have permission to number one be able to find that part. Right, he's using a bootleg part market to find a little tiny you know, one or $2 part, and then another bootleg uh, blueprint market just to find out how it works. He's being prohibited from fixing these things. And it could be argued that he actually increases the amount of sales for products. Because if you know that you can get your expensive product fixed and you know, you can get it fixed fast, then 
the argument can be made that you're more likely to buy another one the next time uh, you need a new device. But also the you know for, from the consumers who who do need this, and then there's the consumers that don't. So how do you get? How do you convince the public about this? And what's really helped this movement, um, and Gunner's talked about it in the past, is the farmers, um, especially John Deere, uh, not yeah. lo- allowing you to fix your own tractors because farmers have a pretty big voice. Um, right. Even though there's less and less farmers uh, in the United States. Well, it's also be. because of the competition issues, like especially with farming, they can't keep up with mega farms. You know what I mean? Like right. I other, riddle me this. The other one though. is uh, military. I, 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 well, yeah, and actually, that, that's a maybe we, maybe we can loop back to that because there was a. I was reading an interesting take on the problem with farming in America, and especially why it concentrated in California. And it made me rethink a lot of the 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 snarky comments I make about like them having water shortages and stuff out there. Why they still do farming. And it actually loops, it loops back to this kind of monopoly consolidation stuff too. Cause you, but I, the, 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 just the equipment side, like one of the things that really fucks you now, and this is the same deal on the Apple side is they've gotten into this thing where they just, they make every, every part that's in that piece of equipment whether it's electronic or like farm equipment, it's one off. It's just that mo- like there's no parts that get carried. There's no concept of parts that get carried over year to year. And they don't like, you know, like you don't keep them in stock. So as soon as the run stops, you maybe have like a year extra worth of, you know, like, like it used to be that you had to have like seven years worth of spare parts. You know, you had to be able to fill spare part orders for seven years to meet, like, warranty right, requirements and stuff. Yes, yes. Yes. And the enforcement on that has just completely fucking gone by the wayside, and stuff just goes end of life, and you're fucked. And there it's more garbage. And if it, if it were legal to have an aftermarket repair shop... Yeah, uh, it would likely influence the manufacturing of those parts. But yeah, when somebody like John Deere says, we're not going to tell you how to fix it, and we're certainly not going to tell you how to get the parts to fix it, and the parts to fix it don't really exist because they're, they, they, they differ just enough from the parts um, that you would be familiar with that you can't just go to an electrician or, or, uh, or a mechanic and swap them out. Um, yeah, then it causes this point of contention where the farmers have to choose, do they go on the black market or do they uh, go buy a new tractor or do they just say fuck farming? Like it's, it's, it's fucking cr- like it's fucking crazy. Um, there for the longest time, there, there was a whole gray market in construction equipment. So just to give you, give you like an idea, like it's, it's not even like certifications and stuff like that. You couldn't, like, you would sell the same piece of construction equipment outside of America for, for less than you could get that machine in America. Not, you know, like, not, not just pricing aside. And the way that they did it was they would, like, change a model. Like, they changed, like, a, the model number or something like that, but that's it. But if you had a gray market piece of equipment, you couldn't get spare parts. You couldn't, you know, like it, it's it's this whole 
it, it, it is it is really a fucking cartel. Uh, it's cartels all the way fucking down and all right. the way fucking up. It, it, it's, cartel is actually so, the term that Biden uses in his um, in his recent executive order. Um, and he not only limits it to repairing devices, but he he also describes some other um, industries which he believes have uh, unfair monopolies. Um, he mentions, of course, uh, agriculture, but he he even mentions labor markets. Um, internet platform industries, which I assume he is talking about uh, companies like Facebook, um, or you could even go as far as to say something like the Google Play Store um, or the Apple App Store. Um, he mentions uh, healthcare. Um, and then inside healthcare markets, he, he mentions uh, insurance, um, hospitals, and prescription drug markets. And then after that, he mentions the repair markets and uh and then he, he mentions the word cartel um, um, by name. We're we're actually talk we're actually doing this podcast on a product that's owned by one of those foreign cartels. Anchor. Tencent. Tencent owns Discord. When did they buy Discord? A while sure? back. Yes. See, the problem is, is that Discord doesn't they actually tried. make any money. Didn't so Microsoft Discord, try buying it? Yes, and they got rebuffed. But yeah, of course, our listeners don't. Our listeners don't have to listen to us on Discord because that's just the platform we use to record. But that does mean, for I mean, it does mean all the conversation before or after could potentially be going to a stranger. Well, yeah. So actually, so well, yeah. They're not. They're not mature. I should. I should couch this. They're not a majority. They're not majority owned by Tencent, but Tencent has something on the order of uh, four hundred million dollars sunk into them right now. What uh, what percentage of the company is that? That's what I'm trying to. I'm trying to find out what that actually because they're not. But what's what's interesting about this order is that he specifically says reversing dangerous trends. Um, now some of these trends I think are funny because I feel like it was it was largely the um. And I hate to do party lines, but I feel like it was largely the Democratic Party that really pushed for you know more stuff that was produced overseas. So when it comes to certain types of of labor markets, oh. I wonder if those are you know as a result of of possibly policy from um, the same party that he's a part of, and if he's going to get opposition because of that. Um, but then on the same token, I'm like, wait a second. He's mentioned prescription drugs. He's mentioned healthcare. I mean, I have an issue right now with my wife and I where we don't know if our prescriptions will be filled by Walgreens because there is a battle between our insurance oh. provider and Walgreens. I uh, did did we did I talk about yeah, listen to me, 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 me. Did I talk about that? I had a issue where uh when I got my eye surgery. I'm standing in line at the fucking farm. I'm standing in line for the pharmacy. Mm. Got all the approval. Um, it turns out that like the week before, uh, Walgreens and my insurance company had terminated their fulfillment agreement. So like, I'm literally just got out of surgery. Mm. I'm trying not to vomit in line, and I'm having that fucking argument back and forth trying to find a pharmacy that would accept fucking excel us at that point. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we have a gigantic healthcare provider too. And Walgreens is a huge, um, yep. say I'll say, you know, prescription fulfillment and 
um, not really services provider, although they do offer some services. They it's wanted, insane they, that the they two wanted of them, to do what Amazon, they wanted to be the Amazon of healthcare, man. Yeah. And you know, part of me isn't opposed to that if they start to uh, offer something that's better, but what concerns me is that all that has all, all that it takes, it's like the whole, you know, trying to watch YouTube, YouTube TV on a Roku, right? You can get one of the largest TV platforms and one of the, like the fastest growing um, uh, TV services and they can butt heads and nobody can use that service. And I kind of feel that way. It's like, well, Walgreens went around and bought up a lot of the other pharmacies. So for them to just say no to an insurance provider, you're not just pissing off that provider. You could potentially be pissing off 60% of the population of your state. Like yep. this is crazy amounts of, of, uh, of power I mean, that, like, uh, that, that they can have. Pretty much, pretty much every, I, I actually haven't been to a, a Wegmans in a while, but like, all the grocery store pharmacies closed, right? I we well, I don't know. I mean, no, what I, I do like, know is that our local one did. <laughs> I don't well, know how widespread no, but, it was, but yeah, we would go we, when we had issues with the local uh, before it was um, bought by Walgreens. It was a Rite Aid, and when we were going to our local Rite Aid, we had a lot of issues with them. So we started going to the local grocery store chain, and yeah, they closed their pharmacy, and now it's no longer there. But I, I, you I know. know, and it's 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 just this co that collapse of yeah, and that's that's where it's interesting because he's gonna the president's gonna point the finger at these consolidating of services and the monopolies of services, but the monopoly of services is kind of like it's kind of a band aid over these failing industries, right? It's well, like they're... oh well, that grocery store chain isn't profitable. Well, I think you know we're either gonna go bankrupt or we're gonna sell, and they sell, and that keeps happening, and now all the grocery stores are owned by just a few really really big chains it's the same thing with the drugstores and it it's nice to hear him say that he wants to crack down on this but also uh, like it's a, it's a little late like, and it's like how the fuck are you going to do it how are you going to fix health how, how are you going to fix rising healthcare costs right and just you know the, the these odd um the these odd rules in in where healthcare is allowed to say you can or you can't, or the provider uh, that you're going to is allowed to say uh, we take that or we don't. How's it going to crack down all of that and the prescription costs? How's it going to do all that at once? Like it's almost like this is a State of the Union address, and it's bullshit. Oh, I, I I I say we double down. You know, we go in. You know, Ber Bernie's talking like he he's not he is opposed to the infrastructure bill because he says that it's not enough. You know, like it, the, the, the three trillion that they want to spend on stuff is not actually nearly enough to mm. fulfill the goals. But I'm saying, you know, that, his thing was like talking about the post office. You do a bank. I say double down community health center. Mm. So you, your post office, you have your bank, you have your blood gathering, uh, drug dispensing thing you know we'll figure out we'll figure out ways to paste that up prop that up but yeah it, it's like it, the real problem is it's too fucking late amazon you know amazon's gonna fucking take over that market anyways like you know like walgreens Walger, you know like walgreens and walmart are in pissing matches between the two of them and it's in the meantime in between time they're pushing everybody to fucking telemedicine which works right into fucking 
Amazon's uh, advantage. And you know, and Amazon's really fucking got this down to a science. Like they, uh, I I don't know if you're familiar with this. Like you know, you talk about consolidates and stuff like that. A lot of these companies don't have their own HR departments anymore. They outsource that shit. Yeah, they do. And it's the one of the ways that one of the reasons that they do that is that like what they've got what they've gotten to you know like again we, we consolidate you know we consolidate into monopolies and stuff like that. But effectively, they've they've got they've figured out a way to get all the advantages of a staffing agency and not actually have to you know still be legally compliant because what they'll do is they're actually like fucking watching employees and figure out figure out the statistical likelihood of how long you're employed there. And how long it takes for you for you to for you to get dissatisfied, and yeah. to prevent you from risk organizing management. risk management on, on yes. people bailing. Um, so well, not, not not sorry, not even bailing, just so that you like to prevent unions from forming. They specifically manipulate the employee pool to keep people from building relationships between each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a bit. That's a bit. A bit deep down the conspiracy rabbit hole, but I wouldn't put it past certain agencies to do that. I mean, a risk to the company is a risk to the company, um, even if it's forming a union. Um, so back to right to repair. Right, right to repair. Uh, one one really nice milestone. Um, uh, an article from uh, from The Verge um, in 2020 was uh, so some of this right to repair has kind of been driven on the state level, which I don't entirely understand. Like it, to me, it seems like it's just the whole. California propositions all over again, where California can say, Hey, you can't sell a diesel car um, in California um, unless it meets these regulations. And since California is such a powerful uh, economic force when it comes to car sales, all the car manufacturers either have to make a special version for California or just meet California standards. And then the rest of the states get those standards as a result. And one example of this is uh, Massachusetts um, working on the, the right to repair. And in this case, um, they expanded on a 2012 law um, that was already passed. But this one, um, because back in 2012, it was a little bit different um, the way that you would fix a car. So they actually updated the wording on it uh, to include being able to use, um, but they use the term, um, access vehicle data for repairs <laughs> whatever that data is <laughs> i'm not sure if that's just part numbers or um, um but they say that starting in um 2022 all cars must implement an open data platform yep i don't, well, I don't know what that means well actually so you kind of have had to deal with this because the of the van, right? They they went to ODB two, and then the manufacturers figured out a way that they could be compliant with ODB two requirements, but still lock everything that's actually needed to run the car. You know, behind these their own proprietary firewalls. Um, I mean, like it's like the the the, the Vagcom cable, right? You know, like there's different, and even if you have a Vagcom cable, it may not necessarily 
be compatible between all the years because they changed what the the the, the, the canvas protocol and everything like that but they also have this stuff where effectively you have to dial into the mothership to access core functions on the car in a repair setting you know whether it's like programming a key um now there's st- like at least on on the Volkswagen side like you can't actually get full engine diagnostic data unless you're connected you, you have a scan tool hooked up to the car that's also connected to the mothership to get the, the decryption keys to pull the full you know like engine logging tables down from the ECU one argument that the car manufacturers are making and sure this will prove to be true at some in some um in some regards is they say that it's actually going to make the vehicles less secure because if anyone can just log into your vehicle um then it's now going to be less secure um also certain information about your vehicle is going to be less secure because if anyone can log into your vehicle then um you know you might be able to get gps information or mileage information um or or something like that um which you know, I mean, I guess if, if you want to hide information from someone, whether it's your spouse, I don't know who, um, but they say that, that the car is actually less secure as a result. And, you know, it kind of reminds me of like when you go and buy a router at Walmart, right? You want to get a new router for your house, you go and buy it. And for some reason, they ship it to you. And the password is the same as the username. You sign in as admin and then the password's admin and you get in. And they're all like that, which means... Anyone that just plugs it in still has that password, which means anyone that walks into your home can just get into your router. And it's an interesting concept um, because you know that there's going to be these warnings um, and these safeguards, but there's going to be shortcuts, whether it's the dealership making these shortcuts because they want people to be able to open up the app and diagnose their car and use it as a sales pitch. Um, there's going to be shortcuts and, uh, and there is going to be security as a, uh, issues as a result. And the other thing is, is that, you know, when you offer the information, you probably shouldn't have the ability to alter it. But I, I don't know. I have a feeling that, that the moment that we can get remote connectivity to our uh, cars through a laptop or a phone without a cable, um, something tells me we'll be able to go in and change stuff. Just, just a hunch. Well, I, I, you know, and as much as much, maybe this, maybe this is off topic, but you know, even as much, as much shit as Apple was getting for doing that stuff where they were hardware locking like fingerprint sensors and screens yeah, and the like to the phone, car manufacturers have been doing that for a while now. You know, like if headlight issue with our key fob. Yep. We had had issue with our key fob. The key fob costs like I think it's over a hundred dollars. And the when we when we bought our vehicle, the dealership gave us key fobs, and one of them had accidentally been programmed to another car. And the dealership told us there's no way it can be reprogrammed. They said there was no way that you can reprogram a key fob to another car. He told me that it was a security feature, but I call it bullshit. I think it's just a way for them to sell more fucking key fobs. Well, it's actually it, that and it's lazy fucking design. You know, but... It, it, Maybe. How? Just puts off a signal. How can you not train your car to use that signal? 
it 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 is kind of horrible. Well, okay, so the 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 common the common implementation right now, well, you know, particular algorithm aside, is that you have to you basically have to get the ECU to sign to generate a hash that encompasses all of the tokens at the same time. So, so the only event that you be unable to program another key in is either if you were effectively fusing something off inside the key fob itself, which uh, consider like Chrysler's Christ- keys are known like industry wide as being fucking awful and jokes as far as actually serving the function of a fucking key like you can they're they're not i mean i could buy a remote i can buy a remote for my fire tv that i talk to with my voice Uh i can buy that for like 20 bucks does amazing things i can play video games on it the volume up and down on my television a completely separate device a completely different communication protocol but somehow if i want a little tiny remote for my car chooses near identical technology doesn't even use infrared it just uses rf identical technology you gotta get less buttons and i don't even not even asking for the key i have the physical key right even asking for the physical key not that anybody uses a physical key anymore just want another remote so I can drive the so I can take it. So I mean, it, it's, it's over a hundred dollars. How is that even possible? So part of me is like, yeah, you know what? Let's do right to repair. And maybe, <laughs> maybe if people stood outside the dealerships with the right to repair bills and they're like, how much did you pay for that fucking remote? Because <laughs> your last one got dropped in the water or whatever. It's like, how much did you pay for that remote? You know, and you get a couple more signatures, but it's not until somebody goes to pay for that that they that they do. And then they, they there's this perceived quality that it's worth $100 because you can get in your car with it. So they pay the $100. And uh, that's I think that's why it's so difficult to get people on board with the right to repair movement. So the fact that the president's talking about it is great. I just, I'm, I'm a bit worried that when he talks about like fixing some of the monopolies in healthcare um, and, uh, <laughs> and insurance um, in the same sentence, I just worry that he's just talking about a better United States that is not going to happen. Well, you can always hope. We had a lot of, you know, and again, Something's got to change. We got a lot. We got a. We have a lot of like functional problems right now. Like I don't know if you guys have had to deal with just even keeping your shit working right now. Like getting parts for cars is fucking brutal. If you got a new car, you're like triple fucked. Like if you have a if you have a 2020 2021 model year car it's 6 to 9 months waiting time to get replacement parts for it now what do you, what do you do in the meantime you just you, walk you just fucking walk i mean I'm a marathon it, runner because now you are 
because you know, and this this gets this gets interesting, which is that like you just everybody's kind of got a you know, it's 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 the flip side too, is that we've consolidated to so many fucking single part suppliers for things that their queues are so screwed up because everybody went to just in time that. Now you know, like uh, I had a I had a friend get one of those um, the Maki Mustangs. They ordered it in twenty twenty for the tw- for a twenty twenty one year. Now they're talking that they probably aren't going to be able they aren't going to see it till March or April of twenty twenty two. Like you just you imagine like just basic day-to-day stuff like you're a fucking you're a fucking year and a half you're a you're a multi-billion dollar company and it's not even like egregious demand it's just you're a year and a fucking half behind your production schedule at this point like this is this is wartime shit we're not even in a real war you know well speaking Uh, of presidents Presidents. Speaking of wartime presidents. Wade fell asleep. He did. Bored him. Go for it. We bored him with right to with right to sleep talk. Yeah. No, no. It's actually it was good stuff. Oh, it's our 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 our, our uh, condolences go out to uh, Jovenel Mose. happened so uh actually uh this weekend the uh president of haiti uh seems to have been uh violently uh ex-presidented by uh, by a Keystone Cops crew of uh, Colombian mercenaries and you know mix of uh, Colombian and uh, Haitian American mercenaries and like the fucking full Tim Curry clue level nobody seems to know what the fuck went on but uh you live on tape crazy shit um so. You know, I don't know. Hades, Hades had some fucking crazy shit going on for a long time. You know, it's it's been it's been a very it's been a, a, a country riddled with corruption for almost forever. Um. And you know, there uh, again, it, 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 it's really, it's really, it's really like a less violent Afghanistan at the moment. Uh, but you know, but nobody thinks about it. I don't it know about more- that, dude. The gang violence in Haiti, <laughs> I, I actually think that's not true. Yeah, at all. but they, but they don't, they don't have like a tal, they don't have a Taliban kind of. They have like seven. You know, yeah, the, the, well, it's 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 the way that it was explained to me is that effectively, you got you know, if you're a guy and you have like 
50 guys that are like ser- that will seriously work for you you could take over 10% of the country within within 2 days just hey i started i started my own state so, so what why was he assassinated it, there, there was a us man involved in all of this right okay so he, the the guy from the us was actually a haitian um nationalist living in Miami. Yeah, Christian Emmanuel Sanon. So apparently all the information that's been released so far is okay, so there's the the Haitian po- chief of police essentially that said that um this guy hired some Colombian um security forces, private security force uh, forces. Uh, and originally he hired them to be uh, a security detail while he went to Haiti. Some background on this guy. He had made some YouTube videos saying like the Haitian president needs to be removed, this and that, which is nothing new because everyone pretty much, even like the, these cartel or, or these gang leaders make videos and say the same thing. So when he got there, apparently the mission the or the objective of the security force changed from uh, you're just here to protect me to we're going to arrest the president and remove him from power. And then eventually when they got on the scene, it was pretty much, we're just going to assassinate him. I don't, there are no de- like the only details the chief of police of Haiti said was that it was his goal to have the president removed so that he would become the new, the next president, which seems very, very simple. Like sounds very game of simple. Thrones, uh, <laughs> plot sounding. Yeah. But like, like, no, like no twists. Yeah. Like, like no chair. twists or anything. Like so, <laughs> yeah. The, so there, there's there's really two scenarios that are most likely most likely to have happened, which is one, this is like drones is performed by Heckle and Jekyll. You know, it just the, the just the. the you know, hashtag, hashtag dumbest, dumbest uprising. Um, or that there really is something, you know, like there really is like some other, like, th- you know, state party actor attempting to manipulate politics down in that area. Um, well, it's funny because one of the uh, one of the gang leaders, which they call him the barbecue man, because again, he, like, it, it's his it, signature they're, they're, to to you know to burn people to, alive. Said, it's not America, so like we kind of tend to tune that shit out. But there's a lot of you know, like you were saying, there's a lot of turf there. war on that island. But you know, you have Venice, you have Venezuela, you have Bolivia, you, you know, you have all of fucking South America, kind of. Poking their noses in. Gunner, um, can you hear us? Yeah, can you hear I mean, us, Gunner? You know, we've... Gunner, can you hear us? I don't he, know. He talked right um, over me, so I was like, Gunner usually actually, doesn't there, do wasn't that. Wasn't there just another... I've, Didn't uh, they just I'll try this in Chile, too? I'll pause it real quick and sell him a message. A couple uh, months, like a couple months ago? And then we'll, we'll pick it back up. Gunner, can you hear me? I can hear you now. Oh, good. <laughs> Great. 
Oh, we're, we're doing it live. Um, oh. Wade was starting to talk, and <laughs> you just talked right over me. I was like, "Did I not? Did I not talk little enough no. last segment? Do I not get no. fucking saying this one?" No, uh, it Jesus was Jesus Christ. Sorry, at all. We're keeping it all. So for the <laughs> listeners, um, Gunner had Gunner actually had to leave and join. You didn't hear the doo doo because I did pause it because I didn't know how long uh, it was yeah. going to be for him to fix it. But we're back. So Wade, what was your point? You were going to so, talk about. <laughs> There's a uh, cart, well, not a cart. They don't call them cartels down there. A gang leader, because they're not really sophisticated or large enough to be considered cartels. They don't have, su- yeah, if you, you, can, you can't be called a cartel unless you have a submarine. Right. So there's a gang leader there who's pretty prominent in Haiti called the, I think they call him the barbecue man because he, he literally, that's his staple. He burns humans alive. Um, oh, no. So last week before the assassination, he also was making YouTube videos talking about um how the president has to go but after the sa- the uh, assassination um took place he made these crazy angry videos about how he's going to burn the middle class or the upper class down the bourgeoisie and all this like i wouldn't call it communist rhetoric what's more like socioeconomic um uh disadvantaged rhetoric but it, it it's it doesn't, something isn't adding up for me in this. But then I'm like, well, what the fuck is Haiti, like, what value does Haiti bring to the world, right? Like, they don't, they have very few natural resources. Um, they've burned most of their, you know, trees and natural fucking, like, <laughs> vegetation on that, in that country uh, for, like, the the char, in, or the charcoal industry. I'm not really sure what advantage, uh, or who would, who would, like, who would be so interested to like take Haiti down? Like, what, 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 what uh, role of foil does does Haiti play for someone? Does anybody well, know? Because I it's don't. A, it's, it's a it's a good it's a good question. Um, <laughs> uh, their exports um, projected to trend somewhere around eighty eight million USD, which isn't. A lot, and their exports include <laughs> clothing, <laughs> scrap metal, vegetable oils, dates, and cocoa. <laughs> and their main exporter, uh, their their main export partner is is the United States. So I would tend to agree, um, but then again, um, they do have a population of what is it like eleven million people? It's pretty big. Good question. Well. Haiti Haiti has um value in the following ways which is that it is a convenient is it a con- it's a convenient uh source of orphan children to make a adrenochrome from uh but it's also it it it, it also it also has the Dayton Ohio Ohio problem which is that Dayton, Ohio is 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 a valuable city because it's one hour of travel between one third of the entire population of the United States. Right. Is it or you know, it's less than a day's drive. So it's it's basically no one wants to live in Dayton, but Dayton's a v- valuable location because it's within easy reach of everywhere else that you would want to go. Right, right, right. And Haiti is kind of right at, you know, like because you have Cuba. The Dominican Republic and Haiti. And yes, Haiti's but- right in the ass. No, <laughs> Haiti's Haiti's right in the center. Haiti Haiti's kind of the, the where you fucking kind of poke all of your influences 
into Central and South America. Haiti also I, has almost 60% of the population below the poverty line, which seems yeah. like if you were someone who wanted to take control of a country, it seems yep. like you would have a lot more influence over people who are, have been struggling and who are very poor um, than, than a country that is not. Another, For sure. If, if, your, if your objective is like, I just want to take control of a country, it doesn't matter which one, Haiti is a pretty good one. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess it just seemed at first to me like this is like who is this like kook that was living in Miami that like wanted to become president of Haiti? Like, what's who's funding him? Like, there's got to be some sort of a reason, right? Like, researchers from another country, you know, found these vast uh, well, you know, caches of oil or something, or I don't, I don't well, know. So, so the the other thing that you have to kind of take into account is much like the Brazilian president before Bolsonaro, whose name I can't remember, and I'm very sorry because she was, you know, she was she was cool. Um, that you know, uh, Mr. Moise's uh, administration there was really kind of upsetting a lot of the entrenched power there now there may have been corruption but the problem yeah, the, the the issue was is that if there's kind of this old you know if if, if somebody slotted into the particular world order like you know you have your you have your you have your lower level gangs and stuff like that and your your corrupt politicians and whatnot you know if he started if he started pulling on the wrong strings he had to you know he has to go because you know it's, it's like it's 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 one thing like when the panama papers come out and you you find out where like all the the money's kind of going but if you have active criminal activity that's part of just the day-to-day -day business of various countries within the western and southern hemisphere then yeah you know he, he, it, it it's just he 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 uh he op he may uh, he, he may have opened the wrong ledger book and he just had to go and yeah i mean that's, the, that's the, more i guess believable i guess i guess i can i can understand that the mad max warlord aside But yeah, fucking Haiti's just fucking Haiti just continually takes it up the ass. It's not in not like in the fun recreational way. The well, there's a big like there's, there's way. a big yeah. There's a lot of like distrust with Haiti and like especially foreign forces. Like the like I don't know. There were some reports of sexual abuse from uh, um. United Nations peacekeepers there, and they also yep. brought over, uh, they brought over some disease, and they had like well, this they, crazy outbreak. They, was it? Was, there was a cholera. Cholera. That's it. Well, also no, brought they, by they, the U, the United Nations. They, they, effectively. Do you think it was a paid cover up? Well, you know, it's, again, it's I mean, okay, that's actually Trace. Interesting. Uh, maybe the president of Haiti was going to be 
releasing more kind of damning information from the, uh, you know, against the United Nations. And they just fucking said, well, <laughs> let's fund somebody to fund somebody to do some bad shit. It's got to be it's got to be crazy to incentivize people to just go and kill a president because those people know that there's a good chance that they're going to die um, or they're going to spend the rest of their life in prison. Um which well, means that they must be receiving like a large sum of money for their family or something. Like there's it's got to be tough to convince if people. If I had to, to guess, go kamikaze. Wasn't weren't they getting paid like 3000? Wasn't it like 3000 a month or something like that they were talking I about? Don't, I don't know the prices, but if I had to guess it probably went up as the things ratcheted up. Like they were probably like, okay, since we're going to go arrest this guy now, like literally the president of your, of this country, well, you're going to have to deposit, make some big deposits in my family's bank account. Wait, and actually, then, actually, or or I, they just I, figured they would be like secret service when they were done. Well, I, they posed I, as D of, as American I, DEA I, agents. I'm pretty sure. Wow. So, um, I know I made the joke about a chrome earlier and I was trying to be flippant. But um, one of the things that Haiti keeps coming up in, too, is Haiti is one of the primary sources for children and human trafficking. Ooh. In, you know, that, that, that neck of the woods. So depending on where that, you know, depending on where that kind of yeah. knot starts getting untangled. Sure. Recent media reports, this is uh, as late as March 29th, 2021, revealed that children from Haiti are being trafficked to the Dominican Republic in large numbers, with girls mainly, mainly exploited for sex and boys, boys forced to work, um, and specifically uh, forced to have sex with foreigners. So almost as if like uh, it's, a, like a des- it's like a destination for fucking pedos to be horrible fucking animals. Oh. Haiti, man, fucking poor Haiti. poor Haiti. They eat fucking dirt cookies there. I watched like a thing on on Haiti, and specifically about like how impoverished it was, and like kids getting high off gas. Yeah, and like literally like mixing in a little bit of grain and stuff with like mud, and like baking sure. them, and just sure. eating it. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's yeah because you're kind of like tricking your body into thinking you're eating because there's a little bit of food in there. Yeah, you, you know, it's, things get beat around but like fuck it. well because the other issue is it, like they've had you know systemic poverty for the longest time but fucking uh was andrew like one of the big hurricanes just basically ground the island flat on that yeah. side and they just never they could never they never that was back like late 90s early 2000s and they never really recovered from it Like, you know, the, Puerto, Puerto Rico gets, like, all that shit that went down with Puerto Rico. Imagine if it was, like, 20 years later and it was still, like, you still didn't have a fucking full roof back on your house. <clears throat> I just fucking A. Uh, speaking of no roof on the house. Imagine just, uh, just going outside and, like. The fucking telephone poles on fire. Sinking into the earth. There's nothing nothing around that could possibly set it on fire. At least not to the naked eye. 
Uh, Centralia. Centralia, Pennsylvania. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> an old mining, coal mining town. Is that correct? Yeah. It has a bunch of uh, coal mines near it. It's got natural coal uh, veins underneath it, as well as mines. And uh, it doesn't really deserve anything in current events, except for the fact that, man, what a I had I had found out about it this past weekend. Um, one of my friends had had taken a trip there. By the way, if you do want to drive there from uh, from the uh, Syracuse, New York area, it's a little over three hours. Um, <laughs> there are signs. There's signs that tell you not to go into uh, Centralia. Uh, one of them says, "Warning: Danger! Underground mine fire. <laughs> Walking or driving in this area could result in serious injury or death." dangerous gases are present ground is prone to sudden collapse and that sign was created by the commonwealth of pennsylvania department of environmental protection well according to the sent the 2020 census uh it's estimated that 12 people live there so that stat is actually pretty close uh there's (laughs) i believe there's five remaining oh nice Um, yeah and what happened was they made a they made a uh, Pennsylvania made a government order to kick everyone out. So I, there's there's a couple of different stories about how it started, but apparently it started with some type of trash fire, a and it fire. ended up igniting one of the coal mines. And uh, but what's fucking insane is that that fire started in 1962. <laughs> And the order to to kick out all the rest of the people was issued in two thousand two. Well, you know, if 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 anything else, we can say that the people of Appalachia are a resilient and reticent bunch to give in to them damn revenue men. I mean, those five people, like, can understand, like, in sixty two, them saying, "No, you got to go." But no, they just like, just like waited forty years. No, they stayed until nineteen ninety. So nineteen eighty, like don't get me wrong, it went down after like after nineteen forty. It started to the population actually started to decline, and relatively rapidly, losing losing year over year anywhere between eighteen and twenty seven percent. In nineteen eighty, there were one thousand seventeen people still living there. In 1990, 10 years later, there were 63 people living there. So that was like the biggest loss. Between 80 and 90, everyone was like, eh, we're fucking, we're out of here. Imagine moving to another city and you're like, yeah, but this new city, it doesn't, it doesn't smell like smoke all the time. And I like yeah. the smell of smoke. New city, my barn doesn't just go up in flames randomly. I just, I just want you to picture how fucking metal this is. That... The the graveyards <laughs> in this town are smoking. That the earth, no, no, that the earth yes. beneath them just opened up into like nine hundred thousand degree flame, and it swallowed all of the all of the dead from below. So you know, like you just chill. You know, it's just like so. You know, every now and then you'll see kind of like this wisp of smoke come up through stuff. But yeah, it's like it literally it literally burned its way up into the cemeteries and has swallowed all of the contents from them. Makes you wonder like there's got to be a lot of like natural 
all underground, but it seems like the, like having the necessary environment for it to just burn for 60 fucking years has got to be weird. Like it's got to be a strange combination. It can't just like happen. on the- <laughs> Like, is well, it just because we created these fucking gopher <laughs> holes? So like we gave it all the ventilation that it needs or are those all plugged up and somehow it's just mysteriously still going. Well, because again, this gets into the the changes in mining technology over time. But um, you know, like the it's, the, the problem is, is they just they just fucking cut so many holes. You know, between the natural geology and everything else, you can't seal. It's not like you can. It's not like it can seal up all the access to air. Like if you just and drive your point, car into one of those holes, like one of those mines, you just drive it in and plug the air gap. Does like. Like some other part of the city just gets sucked into the ground because the fire needs oxygen. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it just sucks in another graveyard. Well, eh, and this, now it's my time to shine. What's crazy to me, though, it isn't so much. I mean, yeah, it's crazy that it's been burning for 60 years. That's insane, right? 59 years this fucking fire's been going for. Which is just crazy to me. It's like Minecraft in real life. The thing that's crazy to me is is how long people were still living there after that. Like, wait, you said most of them were kicked out in the eighties, but uh, yeah, between nineteen eighty and nineteen nineties, where it's uh, like still, uh, still a lot of people just watching their grass burn every day for twenty years. I live well, across the road from a fucking uh, dairy plant, and it smells so bad that I want to buy a new home. Twenty years later, I don't know. Like, if 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 it were just like constantly on fire, I love the twenty ten census information <laughs> of the five households. <laughs> none had children under the age of eighteen. Two were married couples living together. One had was a female household with no spouse present, and two were non families. Who are the non-families living there? <laughs> Who's like, hey, dude, uh, let's go in on, on a two-bedroom in Centralia, Pennsylvania. Well, you, 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 maybe you have a drifter, or maybe it's like a warlock. You've got, there were no <laughs> residents under the age of 18, one Some age 25 to 29, one age 50 to 54, one 55 to 59. So it's all like relatively older people. One, one uh, 137. There's one dude in that town that's be- one person in that town between the ages of 25 they and 29. Were like, they were like teenagers when the fire started, though. Yeah, I, I guess, what if it happened in Canastota? It would take a fucking long time to get people out of Canastota. A I mean, like, would it, would, it, would it really be... Yeah, but I mean, like, if, they, if it was perpetually in fire, would it be really that much worse, Wade? They give you money, like, they buy your property, and then pay to relocate you well there's the question how much money was it to relocate you know what i mean like did they actually give them enough or did they you know but that's i want to know what happened between 1980 and 1990 that that's when all those people fucking left like it's still maybe crazy that's because money like was given you could just walk out your door and your fucking your fucking your your fucking uh um, <laughs> power lines could like the telephone poles could just be on fire the tree could be half on fire and it would just be a normal day. Like, do you really need that much incentive to get out of your home? It seems like such an odd place to live. I just think of that fucking, I just think of that fucking 
natural nuclear reactor that's out in somewhere in South Africa. Imagine having like a like a barbecue, right? Your propane tank just explodes, or or it's, it's the ground the, 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 is eight hundred degrees, or the ground just swallows it. It swallows it and then it explodes like a yeah. It's you're doing like that a boss in a video game, like swallowing a bomb. This isn't even the final form. Well, I mean that is that that is the town that um, or this is the place that the Silent Hill town was based off of. Was it? Oh, yep. okay, very cool. All right, that's pretty neat. Um, that's interesting. So here's here's something that maybe kept the people there and is keeping the people there, according to this uh, middle rights. Several current and former Centralia residents believe the state's eminent domain claim was a plot to gain the mineral rights to the uh, anthracite coal be, uh, beneath the borough. Residents have asserted its value to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars, although the exact amount of coal is not known. Um. So those people are staying there because they're like, you want to fucking buy our land. We refuse to let you buy us out because the shit that's underneath our land is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, except yeah, it has but, to not but, be on fire. But, yeah, doesn't it seem like it would cost hundreds of millions of dollars to put out a fire the size of a city that's been burning for 60 years? Well, see, the trick is, is that if they get rid of all if they get rid of all the people. Then, in theory, it does make it easier to actually put the fire out because then you yeah, don't have to worry worried about, about casualties. Yeah, sinkholes fucking a mile deep <laughs> just appearing. Detonate 10 pounds of fireworks. Yes. Yeah. We, we, we've, we've seen its power. Make sure you fly in the LAPD. <laughs> They'll fix it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a pretty crazy and interesting story. Um, what do you think the New York what do you think the New York State one would be? What do you mean? Well, you know, because like, you, uh, you have Apple... So you know, we don't have any coal deposits. But what do you think? What do you think the natural, you know, like natural disaster? Per, Love Canal Niagara Falls. Well, no, because those were those were those were pollution, right? But I guess it's true. What's what's the what's the one like? What's the thing in New York that would do it? Like, you know, like we had the flats in Anida. Like what yeah, if like the, the what? What, yeah, like what if what if it's like you had some colossal shift in the water table? Hmm. Like, would it be would it be a flood? Would it be? Oh, by the way, uh, turns out that all this all this ground that we built the town on uh, actually uh, liquefies when the ambient temperature gets above such and such a you know such and such degrees. So it was cool. Flood, like you have to live in a boat to stay you know like the flood yep. kind of shoves you out of there but like the ground burning underneath you it seems like it would shove you out of there like it seems like instinct would say don't live here because yeah <laughs> house keeps catching on fire so it's but i'm i'm telling you i believe it it's that mineral rights that they are hanging on to they're like these is this is my home I own this home. The only way you're going to allow me to move is if I sell my my land rights to you, and that's depending the only on the means to it. Yeah, see, but depending on the contract, like a lot of the time, a lot of the time you don't retain mineral rights. These people are on your own property. Okay, like nine when the fire started. 
<laughs> the theory is based on the municipality laws of the state. According to state law, when you, when the municipality can no longer f- uh, form a functioning municipal government, i.e. there are no longer any residents, the borough, excuse me, when there are no longer any residents, the borough, the borough legally ceases to exist. At that point, the mineral rights, which are owned by the borough of Centralia, they are not privately held, would revert oh. to the ownership of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Interesting. But yeah. <laughs> see, like I said, I, I, it's a big ass fucking fuel air explosion to put that goddamn pardon my French, but put that freaking coal mine fire out. I gotta respect it a little bit. Like these fuckers have hung on. Like to the, they are like, no, the middle rights of the town. This is fucking we're gonna stay it's as like, long as we can and grip onto it like with a grudge. Regardless like, like, of how much damage we've done to our health by staying it's, here. It's like the people hanging out in the freaking exclusion zone. And, uh, at least you know the cremation will be cheap. It's true. Just jump in a hole or throw the body in a hole. <laughs> Just hang out in that graveyard for a couple of minutes. Yeah. What do we got for time? We're at an hour. So uh, I have a topic for overtime. To All right, let's do it. Several, several topics. Uh, so our one of our uh, Olympic hopefuls, and this is a couple weeks old now, I guess, at this point, Shikari... Oh, shit. I had it, and then I crossed it out, and I don't want to fucking... Is, is, this, is, is, the, is this the very nice lady who got trouble for enjoying a little bit of the stickiest of the icky? Shikari Richardson, who uh, claims that she smoked weed... Um, to help cope with the the loss of her mother, the kind of sudden, I don't know if it was a sudden loss or not, but loss of a parent is mm-hmm. tough. Um, it's a dumb rule at this point. I can't really yeah. speak to the global climate as far as where, where marijuana stands. I can only speak to our country, and it's rapidly becoming decriminalized, and if not legalized recre- recreationally, um, which put which puts it at a Puts it at a weird spot, but I don't. The rule is dumb as far as I'm concerned, but it is the rule. And what I don't understand is how this is getting turned like to a racist, uh, like a racist thing. I'm not 100% sure, but it is getting turned to it. They're saying that this ruling is racist. Of course. It was I don't all, know the nationalities of the United, or not, actually, it's not the United States Olympic yeah. Committee. It's the the it, international. It wasn't Olympic racist Committee. when a couple of when a couple of white skiers did it, though. They got right. <laughs> well, the thing is, I'm pretty sure the Olympic Committee is made up of all different types of representatives from different countries. Is it not? Yeah. See, we're gonna have to pull up the thing here. This uh who who is who is on the committee? The thing is though is there's 105 members. Yeah. <laughs> they can't all be white people. I mean if they are, shit, but But the thing is though is that when but what I'm saying is that when other when other white athletes had their medals taken away for the exact same thing, it wasn't considered racist. No, and it's so it, so any uh, racist claims I would like to know more about how that is like actually justifiable claim because this isn't the first time that this has happened. I think a good question is, is whether or not we should care 
But I think that it's a little bit tough for us because as the United States, we're finally getting over marijuana being an illegal drug. I'm sure we have a lot of influence. The Olympics. Everyone is over marijuana as an illegal drug. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you have it on you in China or Japan, you're arrested. Yeah, in some uh, Eastern Asian and Asian countries, it's definitely not legal at all. Um, My people argue, well, it's not. It does. It's not like if you smoke weed, you're going to perform better. It's not a performance enhancement. That is true. However, I would argue, um, and I don't think I can argue argue it in Shikari uh, Richardson's case because I, I imagine she's been tested all throughout, right? But if you use marijuana as a way to kind of be a natural, like a healing supplement and a natural kind of pain reliever. Like, so if you're sore, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was um, bodybuilding, he used to smoke a fuck ton of weed because it would a help him eat it, build up a better, a bigger appetite to pump, to pump in more calories. Um, but also because it, it helped in his recovery, like it helped in his muscle recovery. So I guess in that, it's not a really strong argument in that case. I guess I didn't, you know, was maybe looking from another pers- for another perspective on how how this is like being called racist because I, I don't I don't quite understand that. Any argument that I've heard so far has been like not well, really. I, I, I mean, there's there's issues with um, I mean, there's issues. With, there's definitely issues with propagandizing on this. Okay. But there's also been a lot of problems with elite, if not in the professional sports side, the amateur sports side with um especially women of color that the, the 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 rules have not been you know like the, the there there there's kind of a going out of the way to find the most uh, demeaning ways to enforce the the rules on this. I'm just looking through the actual breakdown of members of the Olympic, the, the current Olympic committee. And um, I've only actually seen two you see, you see, you see, you say black and it's not really a fucking appropriate reference. Anyway. No, I mean, like, right. there, there's some, there's some people, people color, of color. It, 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 well, it there is, are definitely is, people is, of color. There but is it's Asian. There is, there is some, but yeah, though, yeah, you don't want to get into that fucking quagmire. Uh, it, you know, I, the thing is, you, you, you listen, you listen to her talk, and she was just straight up. You know, she's like, I know I shouldn't have done it. I own, you know, like I own, I own the, you know, like. This was a I knew what I was doing. Yeah, you know, and which is there's there's two conversations there too, which is that yeah, you can say you can say that there's you know like there are definitely problems with the the Olympic the International Olympic Committee, but you know it's also yeah it's it it, whether 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 there are problems or not it's also you know it's like. It's like it's like having a pet tiger, right? 
You know, you get you get a pet tiger. The tiger's gonna fucking there's a there's a non-zero chance the tiger's gonna bite your fucking face off. I'm not gonna get mad when the tiger eventually bites my fucking face off. You know, like I can't get bent out of shape when the tiger bites my fucking face off. It fucking sucks, but it also is what it is. Yeah, a lot of these things, like I don't know. I realize that everyone talks about them. I think yeah. they talk about them because I think as a nation, we're starting to realize how ridiculous it is um, to even care. But I think that all of the, when it comes to something that's in the US, yeah, I guess we can get upset about it and change the law. But when it's something that's like a group of different people around the world, it seems like it's going to take a while for them to start accepting you know marijuana use um into the acceptable drugs for the olympics and i mean uh who was the um who was the the snowboarder that got his gold medal taken away um i, I think it was his last name he got gold and the same thing occurred Uh, I was in Nagano, uh, Canadian snowboarder Ross. Who was the first one? Liotti. It was the first one, but, but but in um, I, I'm pretty sure that a U.S. Uh, snowboarder, um, sure a U.S. snowboarder um got his medal taken away as well, and then he just came back four years later and won. Like <laughs> he just didn't he just didn't smoke marijuana. <laughs> surrounding the event that year um and i I think that one argument for like quote-unquote racism would be that that like there's a bit of um maybe there's a bit of cultural differences you know so maybe like her coping mechanisms might be another athlete that's drinking and you could say well you know because her her background is different um but that's a slippery slope because if my background is you know, using heroin <laughs> or my background is using cocaine, you know, maybe something that's more of a stimulant, then it, it, it's, it's easy to just try to change the rules because of people's backgrounds. That's why they have strict rules. No. I, and I agree. Well, I just, I feel bad for her because honestly, what would be the difference between honestly, what would be less healthy for her to go and like, to try and numb some of the mental anguish with mm. a ton of, liquor which is which is legal and there's no problem with that or smoking a joint to kind well, of just realize. i think the I got, rule is dumb but it but it is got a rule. scenario for you do you know her name if she didn't do it yes honestly yes because um i do follow sports like pretty regularly not necessarily track but she was one of our up and coming track stars like she, she yeah she was yeah. an excellent runner excellent sprinter. we were talking around her podcast though you know, I think that there's something to be said. No publicity is bad publicity. I mean, how many Wheaties boxes is she going to be on after this? None, because she's not going to so. be allowed to participate. She. This is what's fucked so. up, though. They gave her a 30, 30 day ban, so she can't she can't participate in any of the individual events. But that ban's going to run out, so that she can run in the relays. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's fucking like, come on. Like, that's the point. That's the part that's kind of like, all right, like, really? <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this shit. So, you know what? She might be on some Wheaties boxes. You might be right there because um, she will be participating. 
and I don't I like I said the how it's um how in in America you know everyone's like it's a fucking dumb rule you know what I mean it's probably lots of parts of the world everyone's like but it is a rule and a rule is a rule I guess she has um, two million followers on Instagram. And she has a petition with 600,000 signatures asking the Olympics to reconsider. So I don't know. I think, uh, I think it's pretty it, good. I it, think it's it, a pretty it, good turnout. I it, mean, I it, hate it, to it. say that because she, you know, she obviously uh, isn't allowed to, uh, to compete, but I think that's a pretty good turnout. Like, I don't think that's a terrible I, outcome. So here, here's the other thing, too. Here's the uh, not necessarily an intrinsically related question. But it's part of it too, how she's presenting herself. Because you know, as, like, it, 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 as far she, as she's she, not she, going, she's not playing. Like, what do you mean? No, I mean, like, have, have you know, like she, she very much has. Um, I, I'm not sure, not hip hop style. Maybe it's the right word. You know, like, you know, the blonde hair. The, the fucking altar the altar you know like when she when she's doing her events she is she's very she, she she's very flash you know compared to a lot of other um female athletes i mean both in track and field and just like you know just yeah. kind of just in general you know she's um. I don't know, she, dude. I, I don't like. I don't. Are you so? I guess where are you going with this? Are you going with this also, like? No. Are you also ran a ten point seven hundred meter dash? Because <laughs> she's yeah. fast as fuck. But like, but like, if you want to no, talk about flash and sprinters, like she's not the first one I'm thinking about. The first one I'm thinking about is Flojo with like the nails. You know what I mean? Like she's not the first one to to be like that. No, and I, I I'm not. I'm not. I am. I am not. Here is it? Is part of it? Is part of the suspension, or is part of what? No, is is part of part of like the 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 verbal kind of like that 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 subtext conversation about her having you know her her having the uh, the Nicki Minaj. Megan the Stallion kind of aesthetic going on while also trying to be a fucking, you know, top tier Olympic athlete. No, I don't think so. Um, flashy sprinters, specifically American sprinters, is it, is, all, it just, is, is it just a thing? It's a thing. They're just, they are, it's the most watched event, one of the most watched events. And Usain Bolt, you know what I mean? Like, yep incredible swag in flash because he was the for the longest time you know he was the man michael johnson back in the like i want to say it was the 96 olympics you know with the gold shoes or whatever like i think that's just in the dna of sprinters you know what i mean like and i don't think that's a i don't think that's a race thing or anything like that i don't think that's a, even a cultural thing um obviously there aren't a ton of like amazing like white sprinters or whatever but like i don't i don't know if that's i don't think that's I just think that's the nature of the beast. Like, well, is is it just something in the sport too? Because effectively, effectively, it's the it's the human equivalent of antelopes uh, stodding, right, or whatever. You know, like sure. Because an an antelopes antelopes will go out of their way to run cocky as fuck, 
just to kind of be like, fuck, fuck, fuck you. Fuck, you know, fuck you, whatever's trying to eat me. Look at how, yeah. look at, look at how, look at how much of a baller I am. Yeah. I, and, I, and honestly, I like, she's been whatever her look is, you know, the flash, the flashy look or whatever. Um, which, by the way, she looks fucking great doing it. Um, but that's beside the point. She's not been like this, like, she's not throwing a fit over this. She's been no, pretty that, that, humble about it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she's been going about it the right way to do it. I, I hope yeah, she could, they yeah. reconsider. I think that they're, the fact that they're having it in the middle of a fucking, like, mass flare up in Japan right now. Yeah, no one's going to it. Like, they're not allowing it, spectators. It's, it's just like, again, it's, it's, yeah, I, you know, I, we, we, I, I don't agree. I think, I think that they should hold the rules and change them for next time. I don't think they should change. I, the I rules guess so, person. but like this, how much of this is a bad precedence? No, I, I think it, it, I, again, even 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 she saying it's like, listen, I know that I know that this is part of the deal. Well, I here's the other part. It. It, fucking, it fucking sucks, but here's the other aspect to it. She did make a statement like next year in the at the worlds, I'll be I'll be I'll be there to represent. I'll be there to represent you. So, I mean, could you, could this also be a play that, like, hey, are the Olympics really that important? Because we do yeah, have yeah, other yeah. sprinting tournaments mm-hmm. that we do. You know what I mean? There's other shit that we can watch. Fuck the Olympics. Well, let, let let's let's do like the World Champions and stuff. I don't I, I don't think that's anytime soon. I guess the part that like bothers me about it is just the 30 days. It, it is what it is. The rules are the rules, and I understand that. But there is a part of me that is like. You motherfuckers are afraid because this chick will light up any other of your fucking runners. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a part of me that's like you are just protecting your country True. from getting your ass handed to you. It's yeah, just competition, right? They're just trying to snipe out good athletes. You know, I was watching. Um, I was watching. Uh, I had a season. I don't know seven or something. I was probably not that late in this, but I was watching Ink Master, and uh, couldn't believe that one of the um, one of the artists turned in another one for. Uh, for smoking weed, they booted him for smoking weed. Yeah, on God, a fucking it must have been early. on a fucking tattoo show. And what's crazy is that the you know the other player the the other um you know I mean it's all it's all competition right everybody wants yeah. to just win but the other artist um is like you know I I signed the same contract as you and the contract that you signed with Spike Television said that you will not uh consume. Um, uh, illegal drugs, including marijuana, um, on the you know on the whatever you call it there the the building um, you know where they sleep and where they compete and stuff like that. And it was right in the contract. And uh, the the host of the show, like when they brought it to their attention, they're like, "We don't care if he smokes weed." And then, like at the end of the episode, they're like, "Sorry, we have to get rid of you because you violated your contract." And it's like, you know, if if a fucking reality tattoo show boots you for a rule violation um i think the yeah. olympics would, i think the olympics would be a little bit more strict than that so it doesn't really surprise me i you know i have my own opinions about it um about the rules to begin with but then you got to change the rules no i and i and i get it and i i agree like the reasonable part of my brain says you gotta you did the crime you gotta do the time even though it wasn't actually a crime <laughs> in this country, but but it, but you knew you shouldn't have done it. I guess it's just 
Uh, it's just a dumb well, fucking rule. It's you know, just very it's, disappointing. Well, I feel really, it, really bad for her. And I guess the, the, the it's interesting to see the politics that goes on depending on where the sport kind of falls into that old world prestige bullshit. And right? also, yeah, and also though, can we can we fucking can we not downplay this girl is 21 years old and she loses her mother? Like Yep. <laughs> that's incredibly fucking difficult. Like making a bad decision I don't know. I it's it, the rules, the rules, and I get that, but I, I can't imagine, you know, at 21, or I don't even know if she was 21 at that point. Um, it is what it is, I guess, but I just, we're, we're, yeah, there's people that go out and they, they smash things when somebody that they love dies. Um, and you know, she didn't do that. She, you know, took it internal, she kept it to herself. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, my opinion on it is, that what she did wasn't bad. Unfortunately, <laughs> my opinion doesn't fucking matter. Um, if there was a rule, you know, that said that she uh, couldn't eat cauliflower before the fucking Olympics and she ate cauliflower, then she's in violation of that stupid fucking rule. Um, even even if the general public disagrees with it. So I, I, I think I'm with you, Wade. It's sometimes maybe it's the outpouring of support is more important than whether or not she gets back into the Olympics. It's, um, it's the fact that and and I realize she will still be able to compete in some events, but that 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 outcry of support saying no, you know what, I we're with you. Like, smoke another fucking joint because you know you've been through hard time, and we've all been through hard times, and we're with you. Um, she probably doesn't have too many opportunities to stop and think about um, her family because these are the best of the best athletes in the world, and they just train all the fucking time. So. Yeah, I think I think to that point you're completely right, and she deserves all of the support that she's getting. But I I also think that sometimes people sometimes people get a bit opportunistic, and they're like, oh well, this is the cl a clear example of racism in our country. And I just say, I I don't I don't understand. I think that's that. a, I think that's a reach. I don't know exactly why um, that would be the case. I, I don't think it's a racism thing. I think it's it's a really shitty and stupid rule. It's an outdated and archaic rule. Um, and I think the rule needs to change. And be, be, because it's a stupid rule, you know, a young person, a very talented young person, is going to suffer a bit here. Even you know what I mean? Like, for I don't know. It's it's got to be really weird living in a country where you know weed is legal and available um, as an alternative to something that's significantly worse for you in alcohol, and it's just. Like you're making the right decisions there. Like I'm, <laughs> you're you're doing the right thing, right? Like you need everyone needs help from time to time. Definitely, you know, even over any type of like some antidepressant or whatever, which I don't even know if they're allowed to take those. It's just the rule sucks. It needs to be changed. Hopefully, she can be the catalyst for this change. Um, the good thing is she's very young. I think in four years she's going to be she's going to be back in the Olympics. It's just. You know, you're talking about what kind of a legacy could it have been, right? Like, if she was allowed to to sprint individually, you know, could she be the next Flojo? You know what I mean? You, you always, you're always yeah. going to wonder what might have been. That's always going to, you know, 
it's always kind of going to be the case. And with that, I think we're, yeah, we're pretty well over time. We got to be probably close to an hour and 30 almost. Yeah, almost on the T. Some of it was even good. It was all good. With that, though, it's all good. Like Sarah and Wood. No, I take it back. Always, oh, God. <laughs> Shout out to Chino. I wonder what he's doing. Yeah. Worst lyrics ever, but awesome yes. dude. Uh, with that, though, I'm going to ritualistically murder the show. Um, sacrifice the show, actually, to the old gods. But uh, thanks, everybody, for uh, giving us a listen. Um, give us a like and a share. I think we may have a few more people from Rhode Island listening uh, that might start listening. We'll see. We'll see if it's if it's continued or not. But uh, we'll find out soon enough. Regardless, um, I appreciate uh, we appreciate everybody you know supporting us, uh, sharing us with your friends and your enemies alike. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything more to say. Gunner, take us on out of here. Sneak that right. 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 <laughs>